earlier in the year, our, who knows what our pastor's name is? Pastor Roberto. So that's funny, exactly. Very cool last name. It's a cool last name, mate. But uh, Pastor Rob, earlier in the year, he was preaching and he was talking about this concept being called born again. Born again. And I thought, well, I didn't think. The Holy Spirit said to Josh on the inside of me, Josh, why don't you go deeper about being born again at youth? So the last few messages I've been preaching, first of all, let's go take a step back. How good was it to have Joel, our guest worship leading today at youth? He comes on a holiday and he ends up serving. So we just, we're thankful for you, Joel. Thank you for serving our youth ministry. You're a blessing. Back to it. So Pastor Rob, born again, Holy Spirit says to Josh, why don't you go a little bit deeper in youth and we're going to look at this concept of being born again. So that's what we've been doing. So we've looked at God is not my granddad. Hey, Seth. God is not your grandfather. And so what we're looking at was a basic concept that uh, just because your parents believe in God, just because your parents got born again, does not mean that you're born again and you're a child of God. So when you get born again, you become a child of God, and then God is your father. But we, had, we came to this revelation that, no, just because my dad or my mum believe, doesn't necessarily mean that I believe. Just because you've grown up coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. You've got to have your own born-again experience. So that's what we learned that. So when you get born again, you become a child of God, and then God's your father, therefore he's not your granddad. Boom. Then we looked at babies, right? Babies can't walk, babies can't talk, babies can't eat, and babies can't clean up their poo, right? And so we learned that when you get born again, we become spiritual infants. We become spiritual babies, and we've got to learn how to walk by faith. We've got to learn how to talk with faith. We've got to learn how to feed ourselves spiritually because when we come a baby we come to church and that's how we feed ourselves but we get to a journey of maturity where we learn how to read the bible for ourselves learn how to hear god's voice for ourselves and that's what maturity does and we also got to learn how to give our sins over to jesus and he can clean up our mess thank the lord for that then we learned about family rules or family motto and so god has family rules god has a family motto and we want to live a life that reflects god the father if we're going to be children of god then the last one i did was that the gift of the Father. And so the Father has a gift for us, and that is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So we get born again. Then there's a second thing called the filling of the Holy Spirit, where he gives you gifts to do amazing things in this life. And so the at Youth Alive, who was at Youth Alive again? Give me a whoop, 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 whoop. Cameron Bennett, the National Youth Alive director, preached the message. And then he gave an altar call at the end where he says, you know what, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if you want to receive the gift of the Father, as I spoke about, come down the front and we're going to pray and believe that you can receive that gift. And so most of the youth ministry that I know just responded. And that, can, can you give yourselves a clap? That was so fantastic. You went, you know what, we want, if God's got a gift for me, oh, I want that. That's a great sign as a youth ministry that we're hungry for what God can give. If God's got a gift for us, we're saying, you know what, we want that gift. That was amazing. So most of you responded. And many of you received that gift, which was fantastic, right? And so, um, give me a, can you give me a show of hands if you, if you can now speak in tongues, if you're now bilingual? That's so fantastic. That's, so, bilingual means you can speak two languages. You can speak English, and you can speak in the language of heaven. So, that's fantastic. So, uh, so, th but then, so, before we jump into some new content tonight, I just want us to uh, just address some common questions, doubts, and lies regarding the language of heaven and tongues, right? So first one, the first one, it's a gift for all, not some. So that's the first lie that people say, well, maybe it's just for Darcy, but not for me. No, 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 no. Tongues is for all, not for some. So that's the first thing we've got to understand. And so if you can't speak in tongues now, that's just a not, it's just a not yet. 
So just because you can't speak in tongues now, it's not forever, it's just a not yet, all right? So that's the first thing we've got to learn. It's a gift for all, not for some, and if it's, you don't speak it, do it yet, it's just not yet, not now, all right? Number two, it's like all other faith things. So speaking tongues comes from faith, right? So an example with tithing, so where's my youth offering here, right? So there it is, I prepared it. God's not going to get his finger and go, and put it in that offering bucket. No, no, no. It's in my pocket. I got to activate my faith and put it in the bucket, right? So, say this is my tongue, right? God's not going to grab your tongue and shake it like a fish, like a little goldfish going. No, no, no. You actually got to move your own tongue. It comes from faith, right? So that's the second thing. So some people think God's going to take control of your tongue and grab it like a little fish and be like, I've lost control. No, no, no. You're not a zombie that gets taken over like a robot. You got to activate your faith. Just in the same way, you got to you got to get your money yourself and put it in the offering container. You got to actually activate your tongue for yourself. That's the second thing. The third one is: Am I making this up? Am I just making up random sounds? Do I have any witnesses or anything like that? Am I making this thing up? So, but can I tell you, it's a spiritual gift, not a logical language. So you got to trust and yield to the spirit, and not your own human reasoning. Because we're not going to understand, the Bible says that we can't understand it. The Bible says that no one can understand it, which is so fantastic. It's like, who understands encryptions on computers? Like an encrypted message? It's actually an encrypted message that goes straight to God that the devil doesn't understand. So when you start speaking in tongues, you're building yourself up and you're speaking stuff in the spirit and the devil's like, uh-oh, I don't know what God's doing. I don't know what, God, what God's saying to that person. But I don't, I'm not in on what's going on. So it's a fantastic way to speak to God and that the devil is confused. He's like, uh-oh, they're praying and I don't know what on earth is going to happen because of that prayer. Fourth one, when babies start to speak, their vocabulary is minimal, right? So who knows a baby? Dad, 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 right? Mom, 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 nah, 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 right? So that's how a baby speaks. Their vocabulary is minimal. But the baby doesn't go, well, until I've learned 10 words, I won't speak. It, the baby uses what it's got. So it will say, dad, 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 dad. It will, and then it will start saying, dad, dad, can I? No, mine, mine. The baby increases its vocabulary, but the same thing as with speaking in tongues, use what you've got. So you might go, I've only got th- three baby sounds. Fantastic. Use what you've got. Because then the more you do it, the more God will move in your life, move in your tongue, and you'll be able to grow that more and more. And so can I encourage you if, you, if you've got the dad, 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 dad speaking in tongues, mine, 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 well, you know what? Use it. A best place to do it for two, for two reasons. One, shower and keep yourself clean, mainly boys. Shower daily. This is the first one. And why do you want to shower daily? To clean yourself, yes. But you know what? That's a perfect place to speak in tongues. In the shower, washing yourself and stir that thing up. It's a great place to do it, great time to remember it. So can I encourage you for those things? If you've received that gift, do it daily, and uh, hopefully those things helped you. But we're ready for some content, new content this morning, tonight, this afternoon, wherever it is. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans 8, 14. Read it with me on the screen. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. We're going to say that again. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. What's wrong with the background, Chloe? I thought it looked sick behind her. Never mind, there we go. So, for all who are called children of God, is it? Who are all, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Can we pray? Why don't we just close our eyes, connect to God right now. Holy Spirit, we just pray for everybody in this building. 
God, we thank you that you can move in our lives, that we're not here by, by charts, we're here by divine plan, because you've got a message for us, you've got a destiny for us, and we, wanna, we want in on your will. We want in on your spirit moving, and we just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to use our lives, you're going to use us in our generation to see a move of God, to see a revival take place, that we see Port Lincoln saved, we see our region changed, and we see our church blessed. Amen. We agree in faith. Thank you, Jesus. So, at Youth Alive, who remembers the accommodation we had? Cold showers, amen. Uh, horrible. So, um, I'm, who, who noticed that I had, like, I made new friends? I had friends chasing me all over the place, right? So, at one point, I met these guys from Murray Bridge, and I, we were having a chat, as you do, and they looked so similar. I think Chloe's going to have some pictures of some siblings up on the screen for me in a moment. But they looked so similar. And I'm like, these people have to be siblings. And so I asked them, are you siblings? And they're like, oh, no, no, we're cousins. And I'm like, man, for cousins, you just could be twins. They looked so close. But they were tricking me. They were all, there were two sisters and a brother. They were siblings, right? Then, um, then at conference, I met this person from LifePoint Church. And my sister, Leanna, goes to LifePoint Church. And so I know a lot of people. And I didn't know this person. I'm like, and I go to LifePoint a bit, so I'm like, it's a bit sus why I don't know who you are. So I asked, because I asked, well, what church are you going to from? Life point, I'm like, hmm, how, re- like, how long have you gone to LifePoint? Like two months for me to not know who you are? And so then we're chatting, and I was like, well, I've actually got a sister at LifePoint. And then they're like, and I said, her name's Leanna. And then they're like, dang, I knew it. I could see the resemblance. So obviously the, uh, rang, my rang a beard and Leanna's rang a beard and our big nose is a, was a clear giveaway, right? Um, then... Um, so pre-COVID, right, you know how we've got to wear masks now, and it's like you, can't, you can only see that. On oh, the other thing as well that might have gave us away, when we smile, I get like squinty eyes. So Leanna's squinty eyes when she smiles must be a dead giveaway, I guess. But so before COVID, we had face masks on, and the, before we had face masks on, sorry, Mariah, one of my sisters, she, she, worked at, she worked at Toy Box, and so then one of her co-workers' husband played footy with me. And so he goes to drop off the, my f- teammate, went to drop something off at the toy box to his wife and then looked at Mariah. And you know when there's one of those, those looks and it just stays for a little bit? And it's like... And then he's like, he says to his wife, that person, are they related to Josh? Because he saw me and Mariah, poor girl. She obviously, he obviously saw the ring of tinge beard as well with Mariah, right? And then there was another time, I'm at work, no face mask because it's pre-COVID, and this customer, I'm serving this customer, and again, the customer's looking at me like real sketchy ways. And I'm like, like is there someone behind me? What, like, what's going on? And she's like, she, she picked up the courage, are you related to Carmel? And I'm like, and then she's like, are you Carmel's brother? Yes, I am. And so they could see the family resemblance, right? So I tell, who wants one more story? Do you want one more story? Okay. Oh, do we want one more story? Okay, okay, thank you. Michaela's nose like hurt, crushed me a little bit for a second. Oh, go, oh, Phil, go, I heard no, I'm like, oh, go, thank you, Michaela. I'll get to it. So, who, people that have heard my story moving to Port Lincoln will probably know that I didn't appreciate the move here. I had a lot of hard times and I didn't like it. There was one privilege from moving to Port Lincoln, and this is probably the only good story, right? So, I moved, who's in year nine? Can I have a show of hands who's in year nine? Okay, so when I was your age, it was, the, it was my first year in Port Lincoln, so I was in year nine. And my sister Mariah was in year eight. Now, if you see me and Mariah now, I'm like a head taller. But in year eight and year nine, we were like this much different. I was only just a little bit taller. And so coming to a new school, 
Mariah and Josh looked very similar. I couldn't grow a beard yet. And so we basically looked identical and Mariah had longer hair. And so then we made a joke that we were twins. But then the question came up, if they're twins because it was believable enough, why is Josh in the higher grade? And I'm like, well, that's simple. I was so much smarter, I just leaped the year. And so that was my, and so that was a good bit of fun we had because of our family resemblance, right? So with that, family resemblance is what we're talking about today. Family resemblance. And so siblings have family resemblance. It's like deja vu. Who knows what deja vu is? It is a feeling of having experienced the present situation. It's like when you have a dream, like, have I been here before? And you have, I don't know if you've been in those moments, you're like, that's going to happen next. That's going to happen next. You're like, you've been there before. That's deja vu. Family resemblance is a bit like deja vu. It's like, have I met you before? I, I, I've Surely I've met you before. I've seen you somewhere. Oh, no, you actually met my twin brother. Or you actually you met my sibling. Because it's there's a family resemblance. It's a bit like deja vu. But in Romans 8, 14, it says, for all, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And so to have family resemblance, there's two main elements. We, we saw in that thing. Children of God, and they're led by the Spirit of God. So a child of God has family resemblance. So if we're born again, if we are now a child of God, we have a father in heaven, the thing that is our family resemblance is, are you led by the Spirit? Your family resemblance is, Claire is led by the Spirit. Max is led by the Spirit. Seth is led by the Spirit. Can you say that? Led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit is your family resemblance. Our family resemblance, when we get born again, become children of God, should be, are you led by the Spirit? Just like me and Leanna get... um, mistaken identities because of our orangutan-tinged beard, uh, our squinty eyes, smile, big nose. In the spiritual sense, our family resemblance is, are you led by the Spirit? Are you led by the Spirit? So, uh, and it's really interesting. The Bible says about Jesus, he gets baptized, gets filled with the Spirit, and then just as he's about to embark on his ministry for three years to do everything that he did, and then to save the, the world, it says that, he was led by the Spirit. So if Jesus was led by the Spirit, we need to be led by the Spirit. And so then it comes to the thing, well, how do we be led by the Spirit? I'm glad you thought it. We're going to address that tonight. So to address that, though, we're going to read from Romans 8, 14. We're going to read the previous two verses, and that's going to help us unpack how we get led by the Spirit. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, do we have any brothers and sisters in this place? Yeah, we do. You have no obligation. Say no. No obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its its dictates, you will die. So sin leads to death. Uh Uh-oh. Continue reading. But it's through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature and will live. Verse 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Yes or yuck. Hmm. Yes or yuck. The way that we can describe what we've just read is yes or yuck. Another way to say it, to be led by the Spirit is yes to God, yuck to sin. Yes to God, yuck to sin. If you want to be led by the Spirit of God, it's saying yes to God, yuck to sin. Yes to God, yuck to sin, right? So yes to faith, yuck to feelings. We want to live by faith, not by feelings. We want to say yes to God's voice, yuck to my choice, right? We want to say yes to destiny, yuck to my desire. Yes to purpose, yuck to my preference. Yes to the call of God, yuck to my comfort. 
We want to say yes to the Bible and yuck to, I will do double tomorrow. No, 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 no. Read the Bible today. We want to say yes to the Bible, yuck to one more episode. Yuck to one more video. We want to say yes to the Bible, yuck to my truth. We want to say yes to the Bible, yuck to confusion. We want to say yes to prayer, yuck to my group chat gossip. We know nobody wants that. We want to say yes to God's throne, yuck to my phone. Yes to prayer, yuck to worry. Yes to prayer, yuck to fear, right? We want to say yes to God, yuck to sin. Yes to God, yuck to sin. We want to say yes to worship, yuck to my feelings. Yes to worship, yuck to guilt and shame. So many people go, oh, I can't worship. I've got too shame. I've got too much guilt. No, no, no. We say yes to worship and we say yuck to those things. We say yes to worship and yuck to whinge and whine and complain, right? We say yes to worship, yuck to toilet mirror TikToks. Oh, we might just go to the toilet and have a TikTok. No, no, no. We're going we're gonna to press into worship in Jesus' name. Amen. We say yes to holy, yuck to hype. Yes to praise, yuck to complain. Yes to speaking in tongues, yuck to rude and crude language. We say yes to tithe, yuck to stingy. We say yes to generosity, yuck to greed. We say yes to integrity, yuck to compromise. We're nearly there. Yes to the spirit, yuck to the flesh. Yes to God's presence, Yuck to religion. Yes to the secret place. Yuck to the distracted place. Yes to the way, the truth, the life. And yuck to the stealer, killer, and destroyer. And so you know what, youth? What is it? If we want to live a spirit-led life, it's yes to God, yuck to sin. Yes to God, yuck to sin. So when you want to live a life that goes, how am I being spirit-led? You want to ask the question, am I saying yes to God and yuck to sin? If when you, Anywhere you go in your life, you've got to ask yourself the question, Yes to God, yuck to sin. Yes to God, yuck to sin. That is the way you live a spirit-led life. Because you're going, right now in this moment, am I saying yes to God and yuck to sin? Because if I am, that is being spirit-led. But if you're saying no to God and, and yes to yuck, you're living the opposite. And so we want to live a spirit-led life because that's the family resemblance. And people go, like deja vu. I've seen someone like Scarlett before. She's living by faith. She's led by the spirit. I've seen something, Alyssa, there's something different about you. I've seen it before. Because she says, yes to God, yuck to sin. Oh, there's something, this is what I saw in Alyssa in Josh. He's led by the Spirit. Because he says, yes to God, yuck to sin. Yes to God, yuck to sin. If there's anything I want you to remember after youth tonight, is yes to God, yuck to sin. And that should be the thing that resembles all of us. When people see Shell at, at her school, then they see Max at his school, and they're from different schools. Why are they the same? Because they are led by the Spirit and they say, yes to God, yuck to sin. Yes to God, yuck to sin. And that's how we be led by the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 18 says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Poke the person beside you and say, what you to do, you to do, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, now let's be honest. Who's ever heard someone that's been, that, um, I've never, oh, sorry, I've never heard someone say, I'm so glad I got drunk. I am so pumped that I got wasted. I'm so glad I, I, I'm off my face plastered with alcohol because I just make such good decisions when I'm drunk. 
I just, you wouldn't believe it. I made the best decision last night because I was off my face. No, you never hear that because when people get drunk, they lose control. When people get drunk, they got no control of what they're doing. And so in Ephesians here, Paul is saying, when, if we say yes to God and yuck to sin, we're actually saying we control our life. The Spirit guides our life. And we're not going to say yes to yuck and get drunk and who knows what's going to go on. No, no, we're not meant to be out of control. We're meant to be Spirit-led. We're meant to be controlled by the Spirit. And so that's why, that's why it's saying don't get drunk with wine. Don't get, get placid and oh, make terrible decisions. It's saying, no, no, we want to make good decisions because we're led by the Spirit. And that's why it says, so when we get born again, when we become children of God and led by the Spirit, we will make the most of every opportunity because we understand what the Lord wants us to do and we're going to do it. Who wants to know what the Lord has for their life? Who wants to go, I don't just want to wake up and go, hmm, what's going to happen today? Maybe I'll get drunk and make dumb choices. No, no, no. We want to say, Holy Spirit, what have you got for me today? I want to make the most of today. I want to make the most of this opportunity and say yes to God. So in, in wrapping up, maybe Daniel, if you want to get us some background music. Thanks, mate. So two, there's two extremes. There's two Christian extremes, right? So there's the over-spiritual Christian, right? So the over-spiritual Christian, so when it comes to, say, your, what you eat, when it comes to what you wear, the over-spiritual Christian would go like, Holy Spirit, what sock should I wear? Holy Spirit, what sock should I put on first? Holy Spirit, do I wear the black, black jeans or do I wear the blue jeans? Holy Spirit, right, that's the over-the-top spiritual Christian. They, they have to ask God about everything. Oh, nice outfits today, Max. Oh, yes, well, the Holy Spirit told me to put this on. That's ridiculous. Or it'd be like the over-the-top spiritual person goes, oh, um, do I want Maccas or do I want KFC? Do I want Subway? Holy Spirit, help me. No, 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 no. That is over-the-top, wacky, weird. We don't want that. The opposite extreme is the under-spiritual Christian, right? The under-spiritual Christian, they make plans. Uni, work, um, and they're, they're great plans, great ideas, but the issue is, where's the call of God? And so they, they go, well, I'm just going to live my best life and do whatever I want, do whatever pleases me. But again, where's the call of God? You, you, you've got a great schedule. You've got a great time frame. But um, the, 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 so like, if the only time that you hear from God is on a Sunday gathering at church with you, that's not living by the Spirit. Living by the Spirit is not the extreme of every single choice you make is led by the Spirit. That's just ridiculousness. But it's not the opposite where you're never hearing God's voice. We want to live a life one day where we say yes to God and yuck to sin in every moment that we face. And so if we've got to ask ourselves a question, who's in control of your life? Who, who controls the decisions? Who controls the way you think, what you're going to do? Because we want to be led by the Spirit and say yes to God and yuck to sin. And so in the book of Proverbs 16.33, it talks about advice. Pass it back, Max. Yeah, right, one more guy. Thanks, listener. All right, so Proverbs 16, 33 says, We may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. Can we read that again? That we may throw the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. That's action, right? So can I tell you, right? Don't be the Christian that holds the dice. There's too many fake, not born again Christians that go, I've grown up in church that aren't born again. When you get born again, when you get spirit filled and you become a child of God and led by the Spirit, the Spirit says, you know what? There's a dice in your hands, Michaela. It's time to throw it. It's time to throw it, Michaela. Boom, good job. There's a dice in your hands, Darcy. And it's time to throw it. There's a dice in your hands, Scarlett. 
Scarlet, it's time to throw it, right? So Scarlet throws a dice, but the Lord will determine how it falls, right? Because too many people go, God, I don't know what I want to do. God, I don't know. I don't, should I do this? Should I do that? But God's saying, just do something and I'll guide you when you do it. Don't be the person that sits down on the chair going, oh, it, it would be really cool to start. It would be really cool if someone started a school thing at my school, a prayer group. It would be really cool if someone started a worship thing at my school or a Bible study at my school. But God's saying, don't hold the dice in your hands. Roll it and, it and let God say, you know what? Great time. You've started something at your school. Why don't you go in this direction? Go in a prayer direction. You start something in your school. Why don't you go in the Bible study direction? Start something and let God guide it. Don't just go, well, I'm going to hold the dice. I, yeah, I've got the idea to start a school revolution. I've got the idea to start a school revolution. Oh, that's great to have the idea. But God's saying, roll it and I'll let you know what the number's going to be. I'm going to let you know where, where, how to negotiate. Is that good, Seth? Because Seth wants to start a school revolution. I believe that you can. But it's not holding going, oh, school revolution. Seth, you've got to roll that puppy and say, God, let's lead me, guide me to what's next. In closing, in Acts 16, there's a guy called Paul, and he's living life rolling the dice. He wants to be an evangelist. He wants to see the world change because the Bible says, go and make disciples of all nations. So this guy, Paul, literally is going to all nations. He's going, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go here. And so at one point, he goes, I'm going to go to Asia and witness. But the Spirit guides and says, you know what? Asia's not yet. Don't go to Asia. So he goes, okay, I rolled the dice, and the Lord's told me, not Asia. Um, so he starts witnessing where he is. He goes to the next place, and again, he's witnessing, witnessing, witnessing. And he goes, you know what? I think it's time to go to Asia. So he rolls the dice. God says to him, don't go to Asia. Then that night, he has a dream from heaven. And there's this guy from Macedonia. He says, Paul, come over to Macedonia. And so because he was let, because he was actually doing something, he was actually rolling the dice, being a witness, being an evangelist, the Spirit said to him, you know what? You're doing the right thing, but we need you in Macedonia, not Asia. We need you to go north, not west. And so can I tell you one youth? I believe, let's still stand to our feet. But I really believe that we as a youth ministry, we got to move into a season of not just holding the dice, not just going, well, I, I believe that God can do something, but going, you know what? It's time to activate. It's time for action. It's time that we go, we're going to roll this puppy and not just go, well, do I do six? Do I do three? Do I do four? God's saying, it could be any of those things. Roll the dice and say yes to God and yuck to sin. Yes to God and yuck to sin. There you go.